Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Happy draft day. Yes, sir. To everyone. It's becoming, I don't, is it a holiday? It's all I saw on Twitter this morning when I woke up. Those East Coasters that wake up before me, like, happy draft day. Happy Are we going to treat this like the Super Bowl? Like, hey, man, next day after the first round, it's got to be a holiday. Like, I'm, I'm calling them sick. Day after you, the Super Bowl, start of March Madness, and the day after round one of the draft. I wonder how many people Not listening here. to this even remember when the draft was on a Saturday. I know well, your ass doesn't. Uh, how long ago? I remember I used to record the draft. Record the draft. I used to record the the draft and the combine because I wanted to go back and see it and see players. Mm-hmm. So when I watched the draft, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I remember him." <laughs> yeah, it used to be an an all day thing. Probably twelve years ago. I don't know. It was a long time ago. Yeah, I don't it's, think I was. Uh, playing. You uh, get twelve rounds, years ago. I definitely would have been <laughs> rounds one, 15. two, and three on a Saturday, and then they would start it back up again on Sunday mornings. Rounds four, five, six, and seven. You used to have some epic draft parties back in the day. We'd start with like 12 guys like, yeah, we're all excited about seeing the draft and all this stuff. Who our team's going to take? Saturday would be so rough. By the end of it on Sunday, it would be three of us. Me, Matt, and Dead Dan. That's it. Only guys that could last till Sunday. You'd have other guys come in and like sprinkle in on a Sunday, but they would be like in terrible, terrible shape and not be able to cut it. Like they would eat some food. Maybe drink a beer and then just be like, I gotta go home. I gotta, I gotta take a nap. It's not, it's not good. It's a fun time. I'm very excited about the NFL draft today as well. Uh, not so many rumors. I think we've we've calmed it down, as Taylor Swift once said. I haven't heard anything as of last night, really. Now, there is a little bit of speculation, but I think it's pretty obvious. Teams like the Packers and the Chiefs looking to trade up for that receiver that they're both looking for. And we've been talking about it all week. You're going to see a run on receivers happen. Most teams believe now that that's going to happen at pick number eight and that the Seahawks could trade at pick nine to a team that wants a receiver, pick 10 with the Jets. Um, There's other teams, you know, like the Panthers, that might even want to trade down. I wonder if somebody would even be willing to trade up to six. I saw a – I think it was NFL Network last night. They were doing some hypothetical trades. So, of course, Chiefs fans were trashing them for it. It was just like some hypothetical who could trade up. And it was what if the Chiefs traded up to pick number six, used both their first-round picks, <laughs> moved up to number six. But it was just like they weren't like, oh, reporting this is going to happen. It was just like who are some teams that could? Because it's been rumored that the Panthers would trade down, and they put that one up there. So I, I've got to call out the Chiefs fans if I'm going to call out the Jets fans. You guys are fucking idiots sometimes. Yeah, like there's just – like Sorry. Chiefs fans will tie themselves to every single free agent. And as soon as they do trade up and they take, like, Jamison Williams, they will praise it and be like, this is what I had the whole time. But then they'll shit on it Tuesday and Wednesday. 
100%. Chiefs fans are also very bad. That's because very it's going to be like, wait, because we did this, we weren't able to grab this guy or that guy or attack these needs. It's like, hey, you can't you can't get everything. You know what I mean? Like, beggars can't be choosers. We're sitting here like, trade up, go get James Williams, get James Williams. It's like, well, then you didn't do anything in the second round or yada, yada, yada. It's like, well, just stop well, complaining. That's kind of where I'm at with it, too, is just like, yes. stop or- thinking that, like, your mindset and what you think should happen especially is with the, the end all be all uh-huh. yes you're going to be wrong about a lot of these picks i don't care who you are i don't care if you're mel kuyper you're going to be wrong about a lot of the picks i feel like this is one of the years that we've had to <clears> see <throat> a lot of these national draft coverage guys have to just continuously remind people like we don't actually fucking know like we can sit yeah. here and talk to someone from the front office of you know the tennessee titans and be like okay you know, they want to go offensive linemen. They want to go defense. They want to go quarterback, yada, yada, yada. Or the same thing with the Jets. And then you find out yesterday, actually, Joe Douglas, the general manager, has not showed anybody his actual big board. Everything's been done electronically. So it's like, does anybody even really know what the Jets are going to do? Hacked it. And that's my thing, too, with the Jets. Like, obviously, I've shit on them, and I don't take back anything that I've said. But the other night, I tweeted out, you know, that I felt like Sauce Gardner was a safe lock in the top five. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not like reporting what I've heard. I'm just throwing out a rumor or like a, an opinion. Yeah, you I put it the could be of the puzzle together yourself. Yeah. yeah, it could be Kayvon Thibodeau. Like I don't know. I'm just putting out an opinion, and people take it like it's already happened, and it's rough. It's rough with some of these draft fans. And I even saw some more Kansas City people um, tweeting out like, if the Chiefs trade up to take a receiver after letting Tyreek walk, like I'll riot. They didn't let Tyreek walk. Like, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to kidnap the guy and be like, hey, we know you don't want to play here and you want to go get paid in Miami, mm-hmm. but we're going to keep you. Like with the 49ers, eventually they're probably going to have to trade Debo Samuel or hope they can mend that relationship. But if a guy says he doesn't want to play for you, it's kind of tough to bring him back. Yeah. And, like, the thing, too, with the Chiefs, because I, I think I know what you're talking about, there's someone that had done a mock draft, I don't remember who it was with, where they had the Chiefs, trading both their first-rounders and a second to get up to, like, pick six, and it took a receiver. Mm-hmm. And it was like, why didn't you take Kayvon Thibodeau? Or Thibodeau, excuse me. I guess I've been saying that name wrong as well. Thanks, Brooks and Matt and everyone else for letting me freaking know. Now, the day of the draft. Kayvon. Had 365 days to tell <laughs> yeah. me his name. I've been over here going, Thibodeau, Thibodeau. There's a TH. I'm going to pronounce the TH. You're lucky I'm not saying Thibodex. Or Thibodox, whatever it is, because that E-A-O-U-X really threw me for a loop. I remember seeing Go Tigers for the longest time for LSU, and I was like, I don't understand why you guys are saying GX Tigers. Well, like that's as a, a kid, that's thing. fine. It takes some time to realize that that's... Yeah, I was in college. I didn't. I never realized it. Like, I knew who LSU was, I was but I didn't realize years their old. slogan. I was like, I don't know why you guys continuously say Go at, or like... Guex Tigers, mm-hmm. like that's stupid. What is, say why go. does Joe Burrow spell his name like that on the back yeah. of that? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> that I thought was actually cool because I got it. But <laughs> the back to the Chiefs thing, it was like, why are you trading up that much and you're not going to take a Kayvon Thibodeau? Mm-hmm. Why, why would you not do that? Why would you draft? You know, give up more to get a receiver in the draft than you got in return for Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill didn't want to freaking be there anymore. He wanted thirty million dollars a year and take mm-hmm. his family to Florida and live in Miami. I'm sorry. I don't blame him for that. You've won a Super Bowl. You're an all-pro. You're a pro bowler. You've had great success. Go live your life with your family in Miami and play beach volleyball anytime you freaking want and play for the Dolphins. Yeah. You have to take your heart out of it. Like, so many of these people that are fans, too, 
Like even like the Jets fans, they're bad. The Chiefs fans, they're bad. Because they have such a like a fan following where their fans think they are the expert on everything. Yeah. But they they're still viewing things from the fan side of it. It's not, hey, I'm gonna be neutral and I can see through the bullshit. They let their opinion and their wants and their you know, what they want the team to do get in the way so much of like you know, even me a couple years ago, like I, we've been talking about all week. My, uh, Matt was trying to tell me, Matt Miller, ESPN, trying to tell me the entire draft process, hey, dude, the Chiefs are taking a running back, and it's going to be Clyde edwards Slayer. He was telling me this a week before the NFL draft, and I'm like, no, they will not, because my fandom was getting in the way of the actual analysis side of like, yep, this is what he's hearing. This is what's going to be true. <laughs> but so many fans – even guys that don't cover the draft, but just, you know, fans, like these Jets fans, like, hey, I think it's going to be Sauce Gardner. No, it's not. It absolutely is not. I don't even see Kayvon Thibodeau's name mentioned anymore with the Jets. No. <laughs> it's all, Would you look at that? It's all Iki Aquanu mm-hmm. or Sauce Gardner. Now, it could be, it could change. Who knows what's going to happen? But it's just, you have to be so open-minded with the draft because there's so many different possibilities at every position and especially this year. Uh, we I looked at some mock drafts this morning. Now, I feel like a lot of the big-time experts are dropping theirs this morning. So I looked at five. Um, Daniel Jeremiah, he did his last night. I was kind of looking at that. Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, looking at that one. Dane Brugler, I feel like um, I saw his name as one of the more accurate mock drafters. So I was looking at his as well. And then um, Peter Schrager was another name that we mentioned the other day. I know he had a mock draft. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of seems like some of the consensus guys are Trayvon Walker at number one. Uh, I think all five of them had Trayvon going one. Yep. Aiden Hutchinson now at number two. And then you get into number three. Um, there's a mixed bag. Some people think Stingley. Some people think Iquanu. For the most part, it looks like Sauce Gardner going number four. And then at number five, I've been saying it all week, I've heard that it's going to be Charles Cross. There are a couple people here that have Evan Neal going. And I, I answered a lot of questions on Twitter last night, too. And people just wondering, like, hey, why Cross over Neal? Well, I just kind of, that's what people are reporting. Yeah. That those are the rumors out there. Now, it could be a smokescreen. It could be like, hey, we, we want to take Evan Neal, so let's put some stuff out about how much we love Charles Cross mm-hmm. so no one trades in front of us. I also think the other thing of that is, you know, the rumors that are out there and the speculation of, like, is there an injury? Did he actually fail a physical? I feel like we've kind of heard that be rumored out there as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, some teams have actually just kind of taken him off because, like, don't want to have to worry or, or think about that or whatnot. But if you're the Giants, I do think it's smart for them to take, you know, a tackle, especially if Thibodeau, excuse me, is still on the board. If he is still available right there at five, you take an offensive tackle because you know Carolina's not going to. Now, do you risk the possibility of them – switching out someone coming up and getting Thibodeau and then you know you're stuck there at seven like well who do we want now you're fine you got Jermaine Johnson you're at least getting somebody at edge at seven but you need to take the tackle that you want at five yeah surely that's their mindset and understanding as well yeah and again there are talks that maybe the Panthers could um, trade that they're a big trade candidate I've seen reports even just this morning so there's still some craziness going on that the Panthers want to trade up in front of the Giants so they can draft the tackle that they want. That's going to be really tough to do because the Jets at four could also take a tackle. <laughs> the Texans at three 
could also take a tackle. Yep. Guess what? The Giants aren't trading with you. And neither are those two teams if they're targeting a tackle. So it might just be tough luck. But then there's also rumors that the Panthers might want to trade down. And Which if they trade they down, I wonder about, is this going to be a quarterback that they take? I think it could happen, but probably trading down because a guy like Evan Neal could slip a little bit. I still think you could get teams trying to trade up to get a receiver or maybe a pass rusher. You know, if the Giants fuck you over and they take a tackle that you wanted, mm-hmm. then you let somebody trade up and take the edge rusher that they wanted. Yeah. I could I could see them being petty like that. Oh, 100%. But the, thing, the same thing with the Panthers is like, okay, you're either going to get the tackle that you want or you're going to trade back and hopefully get another first and a second and get a second rounder in the mix. My only question to wonder is, are any teams going to trade up to get in the top 10 to draft a receiver and start the run early? Or is there going to be the possibility where it's like, okay, hey, we might not see the run on receiver start till pick 10 or 11. If, you know, the Atlanta Falcons go Malik Willis at 8, and then the Seattle Seahawks go Derek Singley Jr., Jermaine Johnson, and at 10, you know, the Jets, what are they at? If they did take Sauce Gardner right there at 4, and there's a tackle available at 10, do they take him there? And then Washington's like, well, okay, let's get Kyle Hamilton now. And then Minnesota goes, well, here we are. We want, you know, a receiver or another corner here in Stingley if he's available too. And then it starts actually right there at 13 for the receivers. Like, there's a possibility we don't see the run on receivers start till about pick 13. And that's, you know, we mentioned that the other day. I don't remember if it was podcast or radio. That, it, what was it, 2020? Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, historically good draft. Receivers are so good. Yeah. And then we watched them all kind of fall out of the top 10. Yep. And they So, I mean, that's a possibility too. for the Raiders. Right, it, it, you know, we're not always right. We're wrong a lot of times. A lot of yeah. times these NFL teams will fool you. you. They get people to buy into the bullshit. And so maybe we do see that run on receivers start a little bit later. Like the, the Falcons could very easily take an edge rusher. Yeah. And the Jets could very easily take an edge rusher. And then we're sitting there at pick number 11 with the commanders like, holy shit, we haven't had a receiver come off the board yet. We'll wait till later. And then you don't get one until... Even the Texans could pass on a receiver. Yeah. Now, I do think if the Eagles are sitting there at 15 and a receiver hasn't come off the board, they're fucking ecstatic. They're like, <laughs> hell yeah, we got Jameson Williams. Let's there's, fuck this up again. There's talk about them trading up for a receiver, too. Yeah, I think if you're the Eagles, like I've seen that as well, but like if you're the Eagles, don't trade up to get another receiver. Like You, you have Devontae so? Smith. Like Just kind of... Have your picking of who falls to you. I just feel like there's other hole in these other holes on this team that you need. Like when I did my mock draft, I had them falling where are they at pick fifteen. Is that their first pick? I've looked at so many mock drafts and some of them have trades and some don't. So when I look at it, it's like, can I trust this is actually where they're picking now? But yeah, fifteen for the Eagles. I actually had them just having Chris Olave fall right in their lap. That works out perfect for them. You don't mm-hmm. have to trade up, you're right there, there's a receiver, and the way everything else falls. Yeah, it, but again, who knows? I I love the unpredictability of this draft. Yeah. And like when the quarterbacks will go, um, it sounds like the, the quarterback position is going to fall to around pick 20, that people won't have to trade up. I mean, we saw some quarterbacks fall last year. I think this class is much different. A lot of people, like I've done some other stuff, like radio hits and stuff this week, and a lot of people – always ask, like, where would this quarterback be 
in last year's class. Yeah. So, like, for a lot of people, Kenny Pickett is the number one receiver in this year's class. I don't think he would have been a top six for, uh, quarterback in last year's class. I'm right there with you. And that, um, you know, some of the guys that went, obviously the five in the first round, Kenny Pickett's not better than any of them. And I don't, I don't care what you say about Mac Jones. Kenny Pickett's not better than him. Maybe they should have both went in the second round, but he's not better than Mac Jones. I, I think he's in that Kyle Trask area, the Kellen Mond, Davis Mills. Yeah. I mean, if we're being realistic, I just flash back one year or so. Kenny Pickett could have come out of college. He's almost 24 years old. He could have been in last year's draft. He didn't even have to declare for it. He actually had to declare that he was coming back for that super senior <laughs> year. But he went back because he wasn't a top six, seven, eight quarterback. No, he did make the right decision, but it still just goes yeah, to show that this class is not very impressive. And I know I said, I think it was yesterday the day before, I was like, you know, if I was actually a general manager, I'm probably not taking a quarterback in the first round because I just don't think any of them could be, mm-hmm. you know, franchise game changers. Well, some guys are going to talk themselves into, yeah, this can be the guy. We'll build around him. So when I did my mock draft this morning, the one and only mock draft here by Big Country leading right up to the day of the draft, <laughs> I had four quarterbacks going in the first round. Four? Four. I thought you bet the under on the three and a half. I 100% did. And then I did this, and I was like, well, son of a bitch. And changed your mind. Who's your fourth? Corral? Yep. At pick uh-huh. 32. Oh. Lions wow. just sit there and wait. And it's like, we'll get a guy in waiting. Let's see him be healthy. We're going to have... We're going to have a little fun here at the quarterback. You know, another th- fun thing with the NFL draft, you're never going to make a fan base happy. I, no. I, I screenshotted it last night, and then I deleted it uh, because somebody had replied to me, like, uh, Ritter at 32 is fucking stupid or something like that. And then the very <laughs> next reply, like, notification that I got was like, love the pick of Ritter at 32. Yeah. <laughs> Th- thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. <laughs> it's, it, it's all over the board. But, you know, even, like, Chief fans – we're not any different. No. Like, I mean, I see you, you, Chiefs trade up and they get a receiver, and let's say the receiver's like Chris Olave. Like, what the fuck? No. James, if you're going to trade up that much, you get Jameson Williams. Yeah. Especially if he's still on the board. Or uh, our guy Alex asked here in the chat, even if Stingley falls out of the top ten, do the Chiefs jump all over that? It's tough to say. There hasn't been a lot of, a lot of talk about them trading up for a corner. And as much as I want them to trade up for an edge rusher, I think the only reason they trade up is for a receiver. Yeah. I just don't know if the the Chiefs want to take a corner that high. Like we, we haven't seen it before. That doesn't mean they'll never do it. But some of those teams, some of those teams just, um, they, they don't take receivers in the first round. Sorry, corners in the first round. The Chiefs are one of them. Yeah, a new sorry. person in the chat. It scared me. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> There's a new person in the chat, and it caught me off guard. I don't know what you're talking about here. <laughs> Said hi, Austin. See you tonight. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you know what? No, you got your whole thought process. You're done. You're done. <laughs> that is that is absolutely terrifying. Actually, that is actually very scary. <laughs> Dude, I told Dude, you. I hate that. <laughs> I told you the other day that I had a dream. Jonas was in the chat. And now that is just is- ridiculous. You guys are awful. Having a great conversation and show about the draft, and you come in here trying to scare me. I have chills right now. That's, I hate this stuff. I clicked on the pictures creeping up. There's no face. 
That is so messed up, man. <laughs> I just went to glance, like, oh, people asking questions today. What have I missed? What the fuck is that? <laughs> oh. Jonas Miller, you guys are something else. That's good. Props. Let's get. Why some you gotta of these put up. my name on it though? <laughs> uh, I did. Back to Alex's question about signaling to the Chiefs and corner. Uh, I know we talked about it yesterday on radio uh, here in Joplin, but it was I, mainly the point of the Chiefs or Brett Veach specifically doesn't really value corners in the first round. It's like his mindset is we can get an outside corner later in the round, similar to what he did with Legereus Sneed and Rashawn Fitton. It's like we can find these guys later. I'm not, I'm not re-upping this because I want to get the thought. It's not a matter of if Jonas visits. It's a matter <laughs> of when. You guys are ridiculous. I love you guys. But man, I'm trying to have a good day here, okay? <laughs> Uh, hey, you know what? Let's peek into my morning. I woke up like early. I woke up before my alarm clock this morning. Same. And I'm like, fucking, it's draft day. We're going to have a great day. Um, I can't find the shorts that I wanted to wear today, so I had to wear like some old shorts because I also need to do laundry. But it's like, I'm not going to let that stop me. I'm going to have a good day. And then I get a call from my ex-wife. That's never a good time. In the morning? Ever. No, but she was like, hey, Maya, my oldest daughter, forgot the shoes that she wants to wear at your house. Can we swing by and get them? And I'm like, of course. Like, I'd love to see my daughters early in the morning. Like, come get the shoes, whatever. Can't find it. So now it's like they're going to be late for school. Can't find the shoes. And so that was a stressor. And then it's fine. We find the shoes. They leave. And I start heading to work. I've forgotten my laptop at home. I got, like, all the way to the office, had to turn around, go get my laptop, and then come back. I've just it's man. I was wondering geez, this, one thing after another all day, but I'm like, you're not going to stop me. Not dude. today. Today's a good day. So There's if you've been so listening much to the show, happening. <laughs> if you've been listening to the show and follow me on Twitter, you know I've been having these difficulties with this uh, smart bulb that I got. That uh, my room has no windows in it, so when I wake up in the morning, my alarm goes off. It's kind of hard to wake up. It's still pitch dark, and it's like f this. I'm going back to sleep. Well, I have the light immediately turn on at like. 6.45 or 7 in that range. I don't remember exactly where. But I woke up before it today, and I was like, man, I'm just freaking wide awake. Woke up, went and made myself some breakfast, had myself a glass of coffee. And then I sat down, started watching the sports center for a little bit, and I was like, it's fucking draft day, bub. Let's good shit. <laughs> Came into the office about 8.30. I was like, I beat Mello. Been starting to think I've been running late. This guy just gets here 10 minutes before me, but I think he's been here all morning. I see the play. That's good. He knows when I start rolling in the in the office, and then so when you come in and hearing that now, I was like, ah, oh, he just had a rough morning. There's no way I would have beat him. No, I usually get here around 8. I just had a rough morning. Uh, I wonder why that smart ball isn't working <laughs> from Jonas. <laughs> it I, has been working Here's just what's fine. funny. Like, I, our show's probably not haunted by one of our users, <laughs> but I did have a dream the other night, and I told you this on, like, Tuesday, that Jonas joined the show and was in the podcast. Well, here it is. Look at that. <laughs> Fucking fortune teller you are. Congratulations. <laughs> Maybe it is just the spirit. It's just the picture that's creepy enough. Whoever this is, you've done a fantastic job. Is that a knife? <laughs> <laughs> You're holding a knife in the profile picture. Maybe so. Oh, uh, Maddie's imaginary friends. Damn it. <laughs> good time. That is up. so good. I want to know who it is just so I can, like, Give him a high five next time I see him or flip him uh, off. 
<laughs> but so some yeah. of these other questions before I started getting spooked. Uh, <laughs> my voice is cracking too. Son of a bitch. Right. You're reverting back to like 13 year old. Yeah. Oh, oh no. no. Uh, <laughs> Tyler goes, is it just me or does draft Twitter always think more trades will happen in the top 10 than that, that actually happened? And we talked about mm-hmm. this on radio yesterday as well. It's like, you know, last year it felt like there was going to be a lot of trades within the first 10 to 15 picks for all these different quarterbacks. And we really only saw like one. And it was a Chicago Bears who trade up to get Justin Fields. No one else was coming up to really get these quarterbacks. And the Patriots just had Mac Jones fall right in their lap. Yeah. And I do think that um, draft Twitter does because they buy into all the rumors of like, oh, this team has reported they might trade. That team has. So, like, everybody believes their team is going to trade. Even us, you know, we're not much different. I want the Kansas City Chiefs to trade up. I'm going to be pissed if, like, picks 15, 16 rolls around, and the Chiefs have not drafted yet. Uh, but I do think that, you know, draft Twitter really affects the perception that a lot of fans have. Uh, even, you know, talking with Matt earlier this week, we were talking about uh, Christian Watson, the uh-huh. receiver that you love. Yeah, And he even told me, he's like, hey, like, Watson's probably going to be there when the Chiefs draft. And honestly, they might pass on him because draft Twitter is so much higher on him than the NFL is. Really? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there are a lot of those guys, and I saw somebody else tweeting, I think it was Jim Nagy, like, who's going to be that surprise first-round pick that draft Twitter hasn't noticed, but the NFL has? Yeah. And I'll tell you, it sounds like it's maybe going to be Quay Walker, the linebacker out of Georgia. I saw that a lot today. There are so yeah. many people talking about him, but nobody from, like, draft Twitter is talking about him. So, like, he might be, he might be selected in the first round today. I don't think it's going to be a big surprise, though. But I think a lot of people on draft Twitter are going to be like, oh, I didn't see this one coming or, you know, things surprise like that. Surprise of the draft, yeah. Yeah. Well, Wait. when you look at Peter Schrager's mock draft, sorry to cut you off there, Quay Walker he has him going to pick 21 to the New England Patriots. And we've heard right. about the Patriots wanting speed on defense. That's going to be their mindset in the draft this year. You get that in a, get, in a, guy, in a, gay, in a guy like Quay Walker. You get a fast, freakish athlete with a versatile skill set that allows him to play all over the field. Quoting Peter Schrager right there from NFL.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about some other questions uh, from Bryce? What receiver in your top six prospects do you think is the most likely to fall? Uh, I'm looking at Drake London and seeing it. I think that he might have a little bit of a fall because you know guys like Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jameson Williams, they're rising. And anytime a prospect rises, somebody else has to fall, and he doesn't have that recorded 40 time. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of teams still question – how fast does he run the 40? And there are so many teams that look specifically at the 40 for a receiver, and you have to meet a threshold. Yep. Sometimes that threshold is like a 4-4. Like it could be a 4-4-9, but you've got to be a 4-4 guy. Yep. And I wonder if we will see him slip, if we'll see him drop down the board just a little bit. And again, like we said with these receivers, you know, sometimes um, – sorry, this Jonas thing got me again. <laughs> Don't cut off Mellow or I'll cut you. <laughs> Sometimes we see with these receivers, they don't go as high as we think people will. Like uh, everybody has them, you know, even myself. Like, oh, run could start at eight, could start at nine. Who knows? It could start at 15. And I'll tell you, with every comment that comes from one Jonas Miller, Big Country looks more and more nervous. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, I got like I got my legs closed, my hands on the side of like I'm ready to just You actually hit look the fetal like you I'm are so bothered. I am so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> I'm like crying, laughing over here because I can't. Believe I have tears in my eyes from just you. being so nervous. Like I don't know how to react to this because when I go to the profile, it says they're offline, and it's like, how the fuck is this possible? How are you offline commenting in the show and you're not even in the freaking listeners? Like right? I keep going back and forth in the chat to like who's listening. Jonas isn't listening. He's only. Oh. It's only comments. I I think I have to update the cry sheet because like I'm <laughs> I am crying, laughing at this and watching you. Like that time I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even see the comment. I saw your face. <laughs> it was like I better I better go back to the chat and check this out. What is oh. happening over here? <laughs> <laughs> when you let's get back to the receivers or at least try here and who might drop. I think it might actually be Chris Olave because I feel like the NFL, especially with this draft class, is kinda leaning towards the bigger, taller receivers who still have speed. And you get that with a Garrett Wilson, you know, who is six one. You get that with Jameson Williams, who is six two. Chris Olave is right there at that five ten, five eleven mark, which is only an inch or two shorter, but hey, apparently that makes a big difference. So whatever. Matters. Yeah. But the thing is like when you look at Drake London, too, it's like, okay, well he has the size. He might not have the speed that you're looking for, but I remember when Mike Evans came out and I've heard Matt that be his player comparison as well where you know, Mike Evans didn't run a blazing speed in the 40 either. He ran a 4.5, which is still fast. Trust me, I'm aware of that. I thought 4.7 would be easy to accomplish. Freaking false. But a 4.5 is like there's still some speed there. It's just can you separate in your routes? And if Drake London can do that and he does fall like you think, there's a possibility that he might be a steal who does slip and you know mm-hmm. finds himself right there at pick 13, 14, 15, and so on. But in my mind, I think it might be Chris Olave that kind of slips a little bit. Because guys are going to want these bigger receivers that can just kind of go up and get the ball and then make plays after the catch. Devin asks, is Jahan Dotson considered a sleeper? Um, I think it depends. And I'll tell you, Devin, I know you're a Cowboys fan. I saw somebody mock Jahan Dotson to the Cowboys. I don't know that he's a sleeper. I won't be surprised if he goes in the first round um, at all. But I do think to some people it'll probably catch you off guard. He was a guy who found himself in the first round for a, a while in a lot of these mock drafts, and then he kind of just start to slip out. Uh, but it is Daniel Jeremiah has him mocked to go number 24 overall to the Cowboys, which kind of feels like a, like a Jerry Jones move. Like, hey, fuck it. Let's load up on receivers <laughs> once again. So I don't know that he's a sleeper, but for some people I think he could be. He, he's a smaller, undersized receiver who kind of started to slip, but you know, maybe he finds his way back up there. <laughs> the only person falling tonight or dropping tonight is BC from Yikes. Jonas. <laughs> Jonas, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm crying laughing. Uh, you're just you're crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These laugh this laugh is like just no nervous. <laughs> Jesse comments Jonas is gonna get BC running a four seven. You're four three. I'm pulling both hammies and I'm gone. You better just get the camcorder out because I am both alike. You know, I, I had it set up, speaking of the Big Country Combine, I had it set up you to race a, a seventh grader. I thought it was an eighth grader. Uh, seventh or eighth grade. I don't remember what grade. Either way. <laughs> middle schooler. One of my uh, previous students is still like running middle school track. And like his dad and I are friends on Facebook and even follows me on Twitter. 
And so I've seen some of his results, and I was like, hey, I got a friend that I think they should race. I think it would be absolutely hilarious. Because honestly, you don't have a chance. Dude, this kid's no, I, fucking fast. Yeah, especially in the 100 or 200 that everyone's talking about. I was like, hey, that's a 10 to 20 second race. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to happen. I'm I saw trying it, to do, I'm a five second burst, my guy. I saw his 400 time. It's under a minute already. Yeah, I saw that. I saw his 200 <laughs> time and thought, what the fuck? This kid's going to start getting college offers now. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I commented. I was like, hey, I went in on the NIL stuff early. Like, what do I got to <laughs> yeah. do here? Like, Seriously. Up, we will talk about you on local radio now. <laughs> help me help you. Uh, but it was really cool. Uh, maybe he could get you to a, a four, five. Do we want to talk about other people that we've seen that are faster than you? <laughs> I'm not. I'll say that. I talk a lot of shit. I'm definitely not faster yeah, than you. Yeah, but who? The Dave Portnoy 40 yards. He's not video. faster than me. Dave <laughs> Portnoy is not. He's not. Yeah. Todd McShay, learn how to work a freaking yeah, clock, time, or whatever we want to freaking – a stopwatch. Jesus. Todd McShay needs to learn how to work a stopwatch if he thinks Dave Portnoy is running a 5.5 five or a 5.4. Mm-hmm. Running like that. <laughs> I, I saw it the other day. It popped up on my feed for the first time in a really long time. And that was the first time I think I ever, like – I noticed the time, and I was like, wait a second. Did you just say 5'4"? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's going to be running like that, and he's faster than BC? Yeah. I don't know. There just ain't no way. <laughs> that was I long- know Portnoy's kind of sneaky athletic, too. Like, I know he was a pretty decent baseball player. He's uh-huh. not faster than me. Especially when I go to race somebody. Like, that. I kind of wish I would have done that last year, running the 40. It actually would have had someone else run with me and – we did have our old producer Jack there who was willing to do it. And I was like, nah, like I'll be fine. Like I've done enough training. I can do this. I kind of wish I would have done it because it does make you go faster if you're racing somebody. I think you need to have a dog chase you. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Someone's voice is trembling a bit <laughs> from Jonas. This is the maybe the funniest thing that has ever happened to the show. <laughs> oh, me realizing that he has a knife. I mean, we've had some. Struggle. Oh, it was Jonas that said that someone's voice is trembling. But yeah, it is. You're <laughs> you're absolutely right. Right. Uh, let's look at some of these mock drafts first. Let's mention some of our great sponsors, though. Roper Kia, hop in there, check them out. Look at their inventory. If they don't have what you're looking for. They will help you find it, even if it's a GMC Canyon off Craigslist. They'll help you get you uh, help get you in that today. Also, if you mention us here at Mike'd Up. Save $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride and a, a very nice, easy, hassle-free buying experience at Roper Kia. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com, just like I am right now, uh, because you know that's the spot to go for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week, and one of the best parts about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to check out. Also, it's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when danger could arise. Jonas in the chat. Uh, it could happen at any time. So I'm going to put myself in a position to protect me and my family, <laughs> and I'm going to do that with Gunspot.com. We probably also need a, to get a carpenter sponsorship because I'm going to need one after just shooting several holes throughout the walls because I don't think I can hit a ghost. No, I, I don't think it's possible. Wait. I don't think you can. And he <laughs> no. goes right through them. Yeah. I saw one of those creepy posts the other day too because apparently that's just what consumes my life now. And it was like, what if ghosts aren't dead people? They're people who haven't been born yet. What? Because mm-hmm. there was a little kid that was like talking about like, again, imaginary friends. Fucking creepy. 
No offense, Jonas. Um, <laughs> but he was talking about like had this imaginary friend as a little kid, like four or five years old. And then the baby, like the parents got pregnant. The baby was born. And then the older brother refused to call the baby anything except for this certain name because he was like, no, this is my imaginary friend. Now they've been born. Looks just like them. So it's like, I'm not calling this kid anything except for Jonas. Like, this is Jonas. Even though the parents are like, no, his name's Carl. Older brother's like, fuck that. It's Jonas. I'm calling him Jonas. And did for like the longest time. It's so creepy. So Was this a story like, that you read or something that you knew? No, it was uh, on Reddit. Oh. Okay. And somebody on Reddit was like, what if ghosts aren't people who have passed on? What if they're people who haven't been born yet? Like, oh, that's an interesting. That is very interesting. But why are we getting like old ghosts? I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I see Jonas. Yeah, tripping over your words like he trips over the end of his bed. And then Tyler I comes in the... with a fantastic question. Is this the worst QB class since 2013? Is it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's been pretty bad. Along with 2019 since. And I, I heard somebody else saying the other day or this morning that I, I hate to continue. To shit on these players and these, you know, some of them outside of Kenny Pickett are still kids. I, I hate to do that to them, but I just I don't like this draft class. Yeah. And when it comes to quarterbacks, I, edge rushers, it's really good. Top end corners, offensive tackle. Hell, even receiver is still good. Yeah. But also, you know, receivers, it's becoming very easy to find a good receiver. Like every year we have good receivers. So even going back. Um, to that 2019 NFL draft. You had Kyler Murray go first overall, but then you had, I mean, that's the Daniel Jones draft. This is the Dwayne Haskins draft. Just not, not great. <laughs> when you said no offense, Jonah, they fucking responded. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is not taken. <laughs> that is so ridiculous. Hey, no, not taking no worries. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Big country's dead. I told You're you, fine. just be nice to me. Um, I think with 2019, it was better with Kyler Murray. Obviously, um, I was not a fan of some of the other first round quarterbacks yeah. taken in that one. It's also it's rough to just kind of talk about right now with like Dwayne Haskins. Like I, I don't know that he panned out. Rest in peace, Daniel Jones. I don't think that he's going to be any good. And for you know, I know a lot of these people have been listening to me speak on podcasts for a very long time. That was my whole thing with um, Jarrett Stidham, is why would you take a Daniel Jones type, number five overall, when you could have Jarrett Stidham in the second round? And honestly, he hasn't been uh, very good either. I mean, he's not playing for the Patriots or anything like that. Uh, But then you also, you know, you had some of these other guys, like a Drew Locke. I was kind of a fan of Drew Locke, but I'll tell you, if you put Drew Locke in this class... I think he's QB1. Oh, 100%. He's probably hitting the table. He's like, man, I should have found a way to stay in college like four more years. But it's just kind of how it works out. I do wonder, though, if he's still going to get that true opportunity in Seattle where Seattle's just sitting here at nine like, like, we'll trade back and get a guy here at 19 or 20. Like if the Saints really want to trade up and try and get a receiver mm-hmm. in the top 10, yeah, we'll sit there at 19 and take Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis right in front of the Steelers. Yeah. I And so many uh, even draft fans, too, again, just – we did a thing on the Draft Scout yesterday where we answered fan questions. I've been doing a lot more on Twitter answering fan questions, too. There are so many people that float the opinion of, like, just wait on a quarterback. We don't need one this mm-hmm. year. So even like that, I think there was a Saints fan I was going back and forth with. It was like, get pinning 
get a receiver this year and then try to find a way to get your quarterback next year. I mean, that that sounds great. You don't always know how the board's going to fall for you next year, though. Or even like Lions fans, like don't take a quarterback at 32. Let's go after one of them next yeah. year. I will say, peek ahead, next year's draft looks a lot better. <laughs> I mean, no joke. And speaking of New Orleans, like, why are you not trying to just get a linebacker? Maybe you are internally, but just outside in terms of, like, the draft media, it's like, you guys are just fine with them rolling out with DeMario Davis at linebacker? Like, mm-hmm. 33-year-old linebacker and then Pete Warner or Warner as well? I get it. You know, he's been in the league a couple of years, but, like, you still need to continue to build around that. Like, New Orleans is still a good team, but receiver-wise, like, I don't think you need to take one in the first round. You still have Michael Thomas on roster. For New Orleans? Yeah, you can't trade him because he's due like a shit ton of money next year. I think it's 18 and it goes up to 19 or 16 and then 18. I looked at it this morning actually. But the dead cap for this year is like 30 some million dollars for New Orleans if they try to move on from him. So you're definitely not going to do that for a receiver. And then Marquez Callaway hasn't been awful and Traquan Smith hasn't either. They've been like, you know, versatile pieces. Nothing fantastic, but they've been fine. Mm-hmm. So I think like what they need to do is go offensive line and a defense in the round one. If you're New Orleans, stay right where you are. Because I yeah. kind of agree with Fan or you, whoever had that point of like, there's no need to rush to get a quarterback in this class. I've toyed around with the idea of them taking defense too. I think if Trevor Penning is there, I feel pretty confident on that one. That was one of the I tweeted last night, like picks that I'm starting to feel very confident in. That was one. Um, as far as like uh, Matt asking. What's the one mock draft pick you don't believe? Nah. Kayvon Thibodeau to the Jets. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> Ooh, got this. <laughs> um, that's just like one that I, I don't necessarily see happening. Other than that, I don't know. I'm pretty open-minded to that. Uh, th- I'll tell you, the Kenny Pickett one, not to continue to shit on this kid, but, man, here I am. <laughs> I can't imagine the Steelers like Kenny Pickett more than Malik Willis. Does someone have Kenny Pickett going to the Steelers? A lot of people have Kenny Pickett over Malik Willis now. I don't believe that at all. I'm sorry. Who was who was the head coach sitting there watching at Senior Bowl? Wasn't yeah. Kenny. It was Malik Willis. Could now, be. Actually, he might have been watching Kenny, but who cares? We were all paying attention to Malik Willis. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one that I struggle to believe in just because watching those two guys. And, again, like the Mike Tomlin stuff. I, I think Mike Tomlin over the last year at least has been – pretty obvious with like guys that he likes like he, he, he just can't hide it it's like I'm going to watch Malik Willis close up yeah. I'm going to talk to Najee Harris in person I don't care who sees it yeah and so and I also just want it to be Malik Willis to the Steelers now we talked about it yesterday you have to give kind of like a grace period between numbers for great players if you're Malik Willis you can't be seven in Pittsburgh. You can't we, be seven in Pittsburgh. We no. talked about it's fine in Atlanta. Fine. <laughs> yeah, not in Pittsburgh. No, they, they will retire seven in, yeah. in Pittsburgh, which they probably should. That one feels a little bit different. Like two-time yeah. Super Bowl winner, yep. long career. That's a little different. Even yeah. different than Matt Ryan. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Like, I don't like Ben Roethlisberger. That number is getting retired, though. Find uh, a Dwayne Haskins two for them? Isn't Mason Rudolph, too? Yeah, that's right. Mason Rudolph it is. I was going to say, you don't want to be Dwayne Haskins' number either. Yeah, probably give gonna... that one a year to breathe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. He'll figure out something. Take Josh Dobbs' number, whatever it was. Five, yeah, see, dude. We're 10, like Cordell Stewart. I don't know if anybody else were 10. I'd like to see 10 again in Pittsburgh. That's not a receiver. Mm-hmm. Or um, how about zero? 
Can you wear zero in the NFL? I don't think you can. I, I love That it. would be awesome. I love it in college. I think uh-huh. it is sick. Yeah. Like, if I could be a number, like, through high school, I would have been zero. Like, hell yeah, this is awesome. Same with basketball or baseball. I would have loved to have been number zero. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's a thing. I had a buddy who wanted to be double zero. I was like, I want to be zero. He's like, I'll be double zero. I'd be like, that'd be awesome. I, I played on a slow-pitch softball team one time. I was a late ad. It was like, hey, we need one more player. I was like, I don't really want to. Like, it, it doesn't work out with my school schedule. Like, mm-hmm. I will if you can't find anyone else. Yeah. And then the guy was fine. Like, I, I, I'll pay for your, like, shirt. We're, like, getting shirts made, name and number on the back and all kinds of stuff. It's like, fine. Like, I'll, I'll play. And he's like, cool. What number do you want? Like, give me seven. It's like, I want seven. And his wife, no, it was, it was my wife, uh, was like, somebody <laughs> already, she was on the team as well. She's like, somebody already has seven. You can't be seven. I'm like, well, it's just fucking slow pitch softball. Like, just give me the number. There's not enough, there's no rule book that says I can't <laughs> yeah. also wear seven. And she's like, somebody else already has seven. You can't wear seven. So like, all right, fine. Zero. Like, give me zero. I like that number too. She's like, that's not even a number. I'm like, yeah, it is. I want to wear zero. She's like, you can't. Like, it's it's against the rules. Like, again, there are no fucking rules about these uh, it's shirts slow that pitch we're wearing. Softball. It wasn't even like a hey, each team has to have a color and a shirt and numbers. No, we would, they just thought it was fun to like, oh, we're gonna get jerseys made. So I was like, I, I want to wear zero. Give me zero. And it like turned into a thing. Again, I'm divorced. You can figure out why. She's like, you can't wear zero. Like I, that's telling. I ended up texting. I was like, hey, I want zero. I, we go to the game, first game, everybody gets their jerseys. I pull mine out, and it's number 17. She's like, you can't wear zero. I got you 17. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Your wife did? <laughs> yes. Oh. That was, <laughs> final straw before like you on, even knew it. On both sides of it, it's like, it's not a big deal. But in my mind, it's like, it's not a big deal. Let me choose my own number. Give me number zero. <laughs> The fact that you went in with the mindset of being number zero, like, yeah. man, I'm coming to come in, I'm wearing uh-huh. zero, we're going to have a great game. Like, damn, starting to trend with this number. And your wife's like, how about 17? It's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. You just ruined my whole like day. That. I don't even want to play anymore. I want to go home. Exactly. I'm not wearing your fucking shirt. I'm holding out. <laughs> Put me on the trade block. I'm Debo Samuel. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. I don't like the way you guys are using me. <laughs> um, I want 30 million to go to Miami. I'm out of here. Best trade-up scenarios. I'm still stuck on the Chiefs trading up, but I do. Um, I wonder about teams like the Eagles. Yeah. If they do go all in and say, I want a receiver, I think they're a trade up candidate. It feels like nine with the Seahawks is, is a popular trade up option. Maybe um, the Saints make a move to get a quarterback. I could see the Saints trading up to get a quarterback if the Panthers don't take their guy at six. And then if like, the Panthers oh. don't take a quarterback at six, yeah. So like, say the say the Saints really want Kenny Pickett. Pick number six happens. It's an offensive tackle, and then the Saints say, "All right, now we're going to go up and make sure we get our guy. We can get to nine or, or whatever it may be. Yeah, or maybe they just deal with the Panthers. But I, I think those are some likely trade up ones. Again, I keep hearing that the Packers our candidates that's who up. i was going to mention i think the packers trading up to either get a receiver or an edge rusher that they want would be a good idea because we were talking about this morning when i was building my mock draft like hey i actually probably should go after edge here or they can stay put right where they're at and just get those you know back in guys right there at 22 and 28 because i had them going trail on burks out of 
Arkansas and then getting George Karloff to side of Purdue. Uh, let's look at your mock draft. But first, let's look at Club 609, a great place to have a happy hour from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock, home of the great two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours, usually a, a nice little hangout for myself, at least, on a Thursday night. Tonight, we will be watching the NFL draft. Oh, darn. Uh, but you should definitely check it out. Any, if you're ever in the Joplin area, I don't know why you would be, but if you are, uh, it's definitely the spot to go, like, oh, I'm passing through, I'm going to hit this happy hour, have a couple drinks um, responsibly, and then carry on my own way. Check them out at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So like I said, downtownlube.com for the full list of services. Also, it's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when. You're going to need your oil change or your tires service and taken care of in your vehicle looked at. Be sure you get that done right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street at Downtown Lube. All right, big country. I've put out a mock draft. Yeah. People have talked about it. They've seen it. I haven't seen your mock draft, but I will tell you, um, this is not an ad. There's a, a group on Twitter. I was trying to find them called, um, what was it? Grading the experts. Yep. That's the one. Uh, I think it's really cool what they do. It's at expert grader. You can go and submit your own mock draft and they grade them. And then um, after the draft, they'll release the results. They grade everybody's mock draft. You can see how you um, fare against some of the experts, um, like the ESPN guys, NFL Network, all of them. Mm -hmm. It's a really cool thing that they, I do it every year. Like I forget about these guys until April 20th, and then they're like, hey, remember us. I know you're probably high right now, but submit your mock draft. <laughs> and it's really cool. I love seeing the results that come from it, too, because it's not just, hey, here's how everybody mm -hmm. that's an expert fared. It's like, okay, you actually graded this even though you're not considered an expert. So you can go do your mock drafts there, which is really cool. But you did a mock draft this morning. Why don't you start out, give us your top five in that mock draft. Yeah, so I didn't do any trades. I just kind of went with it one through five. Uh, Trayvon Walker to Jacksonville. There's a part of me that still wonders if this is just like some kind of crazy smoke screen with Trent Balky being like, look, I can tell people that we're taking a player or not. And it's like, man, this is the one time that's completely unnecessary for you to do. Here with Jacksonville, but Trayvon Walker number one, Aiden Hutchinson two, Equanu um, three, uh, Sauce Gardner at four, and then Charles Cross at five. We talked about it earlier with the Giants getting their pick of a tackle right there at five. I think Charles Cross makes sense because you don't have to deal or even worry about the injury possibility. Don't even worry game. about it. Don't even worry about it, Bob. And then you can go at seven. Go, hey, we'll take you know the edge rusher that we want if Carolina takes the other you know other tackle right there, whether it is Evan Neal or they take an edge rusher or trade with someone to come up. The Giants are still fine to take Jermaine Johnson as well. Thibodeau is taking right ahead of them on a trade. Yeah, and that's kind of even like with the top five stuff, that's kind of how I have my final one. I released one Monday. I guess maybe I should publish the one that I did last night of just like a, my final final yeah. one. I thought I was going to be done on Monday, but I even think on Monday I had – Hutchinson going once. It's like, yeah, I got to fucking change that now. Uh, but I, I had the same. Trayvon Walker, one. Hutchinson, two. Equano, three. Gardner, four. Charles Cross, five. And yep. it does feel like there is a little bit of a, a mixed bag, at least. And most of the mocks that I've looked at and read, Trayvon Walker is now the favorite at one. Yeah. It seems like Hutchinson at two is pretty much a lock as well. I know some Lions fans have asked about Thibodeau. 
I don't think that happens. Like, I won't be surprised if I do. So don't, like, come at me and be like, oh, you missed. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's going to happen. I am an idiot. Number three, it was a little bit split between Iquanu, which you and I have. But also there's a lot of love for Stingley, Derek Stingley, the cornerback, going three. Uh, Then Sauce Gardner going four. There were some sprinkled in Iquanu at four if he's available. I don't think he's going to be, so I put Gardner there. And then the debate, the debate at five between Evan Neal and Charles Cross. I like Evan Neal better. I think Charles Cross is going to be the pick. Yep, I agree with you. It's just because of that whatever the injury is, or you know, the rumors that are kind of floating out there is like, is there something that's bothering him through this entire this entire draft process? Excuse me. Uh, but heading into pick six through ten, I actually had Evan Neal going right there to Carolina. I will say once again, though, I think they should trade that pick. You don't have that many picks in this year's draft. I know you don't have that many holes, but you need to get some quality depth. So in case you move on from some of these guys until you get a quarterback, you at least have something you can rely on on a team, get that offensive line ready to go, trade back if need be. But Evan Neal at six, Kayvon Thibodeau at seven. I had the Falcons going Jermaine Johnson. I know we've talked about them possibly being a trade piece, going receiver, starting the run there at eight, or going quarterback. I think they go Ashley. Let's try and get some pass rush on this defense and get after some of these quarterbacks in our division because they're not very good. And if we can get a speed guy off the edge, that's going to be a lot of fun and create some havoc for mm-hmm. him. Pick nine, Derek Singley Jr. to the Seattle Seahawks. And then the run on receiver starts at pick 10 for the Jets with Drake London. And I know we talked about it yesterday. I don't know if it was on radio or the podcast at a point. But you said when you look at the Jets receiver room, they already have Elijah Moore. They have the speed. They took Denzel Mims a year before. That's a bigger body speed guy. Maybe they don't actually want Drake London. Maybe they should go Jameson Williams and add more speed to that offense. And I was like, you know what? I agree about that. And then last night I was thinking, maybe they should just get a guy that can be a possession receiver for Zach Wilson. Just kind of like, let me get this out of my hand. Guarantee me a completion, please, somewhere down the field, middle of the Mm -hmm. field, who's not scared to go up and get it. That's where I think the Jets should go, though. And that's, you know, one thing, again, with the Jets, there are a lot of them that are just a straight-up piece of shit. But there are actually a lot of Jet fans that I'm really cool with I, mm-hmm. and that are respectable and, like, we can have back-and-forth discussions. I, I saw somebody last night being like, that's not what the Jets' front office does. Like, Sala and Joe Douglas wouldn't do that. They've had one draft together. <laughs> one. They've done this one time together. So, like, no one knows what they're going to do or what it's like when these guys are working together. Maybe mm-hmm. Robert Sala comes over from San Francisco and says, hey, those guys wouldn't let me fucking take a corner. I want a corner. Let me take them. But yeah. last year they didn't really see the need in one. And, you know, maybe Joe Douglas is the same way. Just like, I like corners. We've never seen one that's really good. Uh, so who knows what's going to happen? No one does. I don't know. I'm and when just you look at that division, trying to figure it out. And when you look at that division, what do you need? Corners. Mm-hmm. And, you're well, probably like, not getting after these quarterbacks with an edge guy. Yeah, and even like you, you're saying like, okay, take a guy like Drake London, uh, get you a big body guy in there. That's very well a possibility. I've seen it in a ton of mock drafts. I also kind of think that they might say, we're a 40 threshold team. If you don't run a 4-4, we're not drafting you because that's what Denzel Mims could do. That's what Elijah Moore could do. So that's why I, I think it could be you know, a Jamison Williams. It could be a Garrett Wilson Type yeah. receiver there that checks that box of, yep, it's fast. And here's so, the thing with the Jets, like, and I totally get what you're saying and respect that. You probably shouldn't have a threshold on anything because y'all don't fucking win. Like, might you just guys need go a best threshold. player available. Yeah. Like, that's where it makes sense. And, again, when you look at the rest of their division, their physical defenses, 
Like the Buffalo Bills, hell of a defense. Miami Dolphins, hell of a defense. New England Patriots, they're always going to be good. Like that's just that's how it is. You need guys that can come down with the ball and just let be an option for your quarterback to get to. And defensively, you need to be able to slow down those receiving weapons as well, especially when you look at Miami and Buffalo. New England, not necessarily worried about, but they still find a way to get the ball out of their hands quickly and in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple more questions before we do end the show today, and we appreciate you guys joining us. Um, Dirk asks, would there be a quarterback at 32 you think would project as an upgrade over golf for Detroit um, rather than the rookie benefit stuff? As far as like just play on the field, I don't think so. Not in year one. I don't think any of these quarterbacks are better than golf for the 2022 season. For the 2023 season, maybe you could. I do like Malik Willis. I think there's a lot of potential there. And I've even compared him before to guys like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Both those guys came out from, I mean, Josh Allen, a smaller program guy, um, good athletes who everybody said their accuracy won't improve in the NFL. Well, it has. It improved in the NFL, and they're both very good now. You can go back and look at that 2018 draft. I mean, holy shit, we all missed on that one. Yeah. Whether you had Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, or Baker Mayfield, QB1, they should have been QB3 at their highest point. So I do like Malik Willis. I think that he can overcome some of his accuracy issues, I guess you would say, early on because he is he's a really good athlete as well. He's about the only one that I think could come in and be better than Jared Goff. I'm not a Jared Goff guy either. I just, I think he's okay. Malik Willis, is that who you're saying? Mm-hmm. But other than that, like I, with Matt Corral, I think he's going to have a lot of turnovers if you ask him to play early. Yeah. Sam Howell, same way. Desmond Ritter, I think he's going to be nice. I don't think he's going to be special. I don't think he's going to be better than Jared Goff next year. Yeah, I think that's fair. With Matt Corral, do you think it could just kind of be the electric factor? But I guess if you're Detroit, you don't really want that. Like you just want someone to come in, get the job done. And- yeah help you close out and win ball games. Like just kind of, I feel like Detroit right now is in a phase of what Kansas City was when they got Alex Smith. We just need a guy who can take care of the football <laughs> and not lose. Well, us when the they game. got Alex Smith, okay. Yeah, I thought yeah, so yeah. when they got rid of Alex Smith, I'm like, no. what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what dude? are you You're smoking over there, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you know they're picking at 32 because of trade, not they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm with you there. With Matt Corral, he he could be exciting. He reminds me a lot of Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson struggled early last year, too. And these young quarterbacks with Detroit, there's there's not a lot of talent around them right now. Like, I like uh, St. Brown. I think he can be good. I think they need to draft a receiver at 34. But I I think Jared Goff is your starter next year, and one of these quarterbacks maybe sits behind him. Uh, best draft coverage, i just be honest, I usually only watch ESPN. Yeah. Like, even back in the Bleacher Report days, if I wasn't doing it, ESPN is just so convenient. It they, very much is. There's just so much information that's provided. Back in the right there on days the when Matt was on it, mm-hmm. like especially both of you guys, like I would watch it just to see it. And plus, you guys were so far ahead on the picks to where like it got to a point with ESPN. I was like, I'm tired of hearing about this guy's sob story and all this that information. That is the part that sucks. So it's just like I would hear you guys and just get the direct draft pick and analysis, mm-hmm. and I thought that was great. And so, no offense to those guys that are at Bleacher Report still, one thing that even – Back when I was there, it's like you don't have the bottom line tracking the picks. 
Yeah. You don't, you're not showing me the big board right there on the screen to where I know, hey, these are best available or this is who the team has drafted before. I'm watching SportsCenter right now, and they've already got that shit on the screen. <laughs> I'm sure NFL Network does a good job. I might be the biggest NFL fan that doesn't watch NFL Network. I don't consider I'm right like there with you. any of their content. Nope. I told you I was watching Good Morning Football the other day, and I was like, I couldn't believe they were doing like this and this. And you're like, bro, that's they've always done that stuff. <laughs> that's their <laughs> that's gimmick. their show. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I, I I haven't consumed it before. Uh, I was too poor to afford NFL Network when it like first came around, and then I never jumped on board after it's become available to me. Um, but yeah, uh, with the Bleacher Report stuff. Sure, they're going to do a great job. I'll be watching ESPN like I do every year. Not even like ESPN. ABC. ESPN. <laughs> exactly. Brooks in the uh, chat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, Jake even says not a fan of NFL Network's draft coverage. I haven't watched theirs either. It's either uh, Matt has been doing something with Bleacher Report, so I'll have that up, or I watch ESPN. Yeah, and where's he at now? <laughs> ESPN. ESPN. I didn't even want to do it that time, but I just just happens now. Kind of like Jonas, randomly popping mm-hmm. up in and out of the chat. It looks like he's gone now, which is good. Maybe. So Until you mention him, then he comes back. Uh, do you think front offices care that Willis went to Liberty or that Wilson is from BYU? Uh, do these care, guys care about the TikTok or Titch? Um, no. Twitch. <laughs> you totally said Titch. <laughs> Twitch. TikTok or Titch. Sorry, I, I get roasted they... enough. Just let me kind of deal it back. No, he's back. You did that to yourself, Jonas. Son of a in the bitch. chat. Um, I think they care a little bit just because there's still that stigma of small school thing. Like, oh, you didn't play the best, best people out there. As far as like Tyler, if you mean like the religious aspect of it, I don't think they care. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't even look at it that way. Yeah, I, it's just kind of what you hear some of these guys say, where it's like, scout the player, not the helmet, or you know, hey, if you can ball, people are going to find you. You will be found. Now, you know, the strength of schedule, or you know, you know who you're playing and opponents wise, is always going to be questioned as well. But I mean. Mm-hmm. We've seen several guys come in the NFL who are from small schools and are just fine. If you can ball, you can ball. You're going to be yeah. in the NFL. Man, I think that locker rooms do such a good job of really accepting a lot of different people. So if mm-hmm. you come in and you're, um, you know, like a Zach Wilson type, you're Mormon, that's nothing new to the NFL. Yep. Uh, you'll get guys who are atheists in there. And you'll get a lot of very different opinions, but they all know, hey, come Sunday, come time for practice, we're all on the same page. I'm not hanging out with you on a Tuesday afternoon, Yep. but come Wednesday when we clock back in for practice, we're all on the same page. So I, I don't think that that really matters, um, but I, I think that's it for us today. Are we going to do a live draft stream? Uh, we're going to be hosting some of our sponsors tonight for a draft party, so I doubt it, yeah. uh, but we will be, or at least I don't want to speak for both of us. I'll be active on Twitter. I plan on tweeting and yeah, reacting. Yeah, for sure. A lot there. Maybe fire up something with the Draft Scout if you guys are subscribing over there as well. But I mean, we'll be active. I don't. I don't think we're doing anything to stream or we kicked around the idea of putting a show up here on call in. Uh, if we do, I mean, you're subscribed, you'll get the notification. Yep. Maybe Big Country and I have a couple beers and we decide let's do it. Fuck it, let's do it. Or something <laughs> crazy happens. Like, hey, we we need to do this. Uh huh. I I have also toyed around, but I'm afraid to be wrong. The idea of Doing something when the Jets pick, because I will tell you, if it's Sauce Gardner at number four, I'm, I've got some tweets to send. I might record it. <laughs> Not going to be nice either. <laughs> There's one guy I'm jumping in his DMs. 
he, he responded to my tweet. He was not nice. He is going to get a DM. That one's not even going public. That's going to be my meet me in Temecula. Like, hey, Joplin, here's the address. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Let's do it. Let's go Twitter fingers. You know what <laughs> I would love to do? With someone to send them to the wrong address so if they actually show up, you're in a spot where you can see if they showed up. And then you can pull up. <laughs> Don't have them come to your house because you still don't know when they're going to pull up. Mm-hmm. No, but it'll now be they the, know where you're at. So now they're just who knows if the they've creepy been gas it. station just uh, a block away from the office. Yeah, meet me there on Fourth Street. I don't know what the actual address is, uh, but that Watermark, is it for yeah. us today. Uh, one more comment: Can I sleep in the bed with you tonight, Austin, instead of at the end of the bed like always? Who's that? Oh, Jonas? Jonas. Uh, let's just kind of keep doing what we're doing. It's been working out just fine. I've uh, been getting a good night's sleep, so I, I appreciate, you know, protecting me in a sense. Sure, it's been yeah. Nice. I've been getting really good a couple nights of sleep, so mm-hmm. just sure, keep yeah. doing you, boo. You're fine. We'll catch <laughs> up on Saturday over some cereal and cartoons. Right? Uh, all right. Thank you guys for joining us today. That's it. Big Country and I back tomorrow breaking down all the first-round uh, draft recaps, and also previewing the second round of the NFL Draft. But we appreciate you guys joining us today, and we will talk to you tomorrow.